Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Good day and welcome. Man, uh, what a weekend it was. Packers get a win. They knock off the uh, Chicago Bears. They don't knock them out of the postseason, but they did beat them quite handily. 35-16, the final from Soldier Field. 13-3, and the Packers are the top dogs in the NFC. And it is a green and gold Monday. Welcome to the show. I'm Bill Michaels. Welcome to 2021. And uh, hopefully the dreads of 2020 are behind us and we do nothing but look up from here on out. And life, as we know, it begins to creep back to normal. So uh, hopefully uh, everything works out for you and yours. And everybody had a very, very merry uh, holiday season. And now that we settle back into our regular sports vernacular, you got pitchers and catchers uh, that are going to report here in a couple of months. And uh, then don't forget, uh, obviously, you've got the postseason beginning this weekend. you got a full slate of games on Saturday and on Sunday when it comes to wild card weekend for the NFL. Uh, what did you take away? So the last time we talked and did the show, David Bakhtiari was still the left tackle for the Green Bay Packers. He obviously went down with that injury, that season-ending, just very, very tough injury. And so he uh, not being able to uh, participate in the rest of the season – so that was somewhat tough. So you get Ricky Wagner and company start moving around and shuffling around, Elkin Jenkins shuffling around. And uh, so now we'll, we'll wait and see how that, uh, you know, kind of kind of gels and comes together. But, it, you know, no matter what, I mean, I know I was listening to some people say, well, you know, uh, left tackle, tough position, but the Packers are able to overcome it. Look, the guy gave up one sack all season long. You know, he has been unbelievably solid, not to mention the leadership that he has and the things that he's noticed in his veteran experience over time with the Packers and with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, you don't, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, you don't uh, kind of poo-poo this in any way. Uh, this is a tough deal, tough deal for the Packers not to be able to, uh, not to, be able to uh, have their left tackle moving forward. So, but, but I'll say this, that, you know, hey, it's, um, you know, it's it, it was good to see yesterday uh, Aaron Rodgers only get sacked one time. So that was nice. 
uh, in the sense that uh, the Packers' offensive line didn't uh, really miss many steps. But now the competition obviously gets tougher. Here's another question. I asked this this morning. Think about this. When you look at the way things are shaping up when it comes to the postseason, okay, when you look at the standings and where guys or where teams ended up, so now you've got uh, the Bears who are going to play the Saints. The Rams then are going to play the Seahawks. Tampa Bay is going to play Washington, who got the win. Washington, the four seed, as they won the NFC East. Tampa Bay at eleven and five, coming into that contest, you would assume would knock off Washington, right? So you're starting to think to yourself, yeah, it's probably going to be you know the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into Lambeau Field. However. Think of it this way, okay? Because I still think the Rams could very well go into Seattle and knock the the Seahawks off. So you may end up getting uh, Los Angeles, the Rams in that tough defense coming into Lambeau Field. However, are you rooting for the Bears this weekend? I know it's sacrilege to do, but would you be rooting for the Bears this weekend? Because the Bears, should they beat New Orleans, would be the next team to come into Lambeau Field. You know, think about that. Would you be rooting for the Bears this weekend? But this offense, and I know there's a lot of questions about yesterday's ball game, but this offense just Aaron Rodgers on fire, clicking on all cylinders. Things are good in so many different facets offensively. Uh, yes, I know. Really, the only hiccup was when Marquez Valdez Scantling dropped that uh, that long pass, and it just that has to be something where he's got to look at himself and say. Every time the ball goes in the air to him, the concentration has to be on the on the football, on just catching the football. He is he can take the lid off of a defense. You saw it yesterday. You match him up with a linebacker. That's never going to happen. Bring him out of the slot. He's going to get the the matchup you want. He can blow the lid off of defenses. He had he had them by five steps yesterday. He's got that kind of speed, but it doesn't mean anything if he doesn't start catching a damn football. So, and, and you're not going to look. I know people are saying, well, yeah, you got to get rid of them." Yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna continue because you can't teach speed. It's like you can't teach size in the NBA. You're gonna work with a guy that's seven foot or better. You're gonna work with them and work with them and work with them and work with them and work with them because you can't teach height. You're gonna continue to hang on to that guy until he becomes a developmental player. Same thing with Marquez Valdez Scaling. You can't teach speed. He's got legit 4-3 stride speed. He just has to have the ability to watch the ball into his hands and then grab it. And, and, and he worries about the turn and run. He wants to be Devontae Adams, which is good. Aspire to be that. But you're never going to be if you don't start catching the football on a regular basis. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. The road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Lambeau Field. And do you believe that the uh, Green Bay Packers are indeed Super Bowl bound. 855-830-8648. So many of you last night, great to have a good discussion during the uh, Packers postgame show, our Green and Gold postgame show, uh, last night on the uh, on the, on the the program and over on the Facebook fan page where you can find us over there as well. Find me on Twitter. Follow me at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Always appreciate that. At Radio Joe Sports. Radio Joe back in the studio today. Evan Heffelfinger as well, at Evan Heff 25. You can find us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show, and you can see the blue check mark there. You're good to go there. Also over on Instagram under the real Bill Michaels. There's YouTube, and uh, don't forget uh, the website, which is simply BillMichaelsSports.com. 
That's BillMichaelsSports.com. The number one thing that you're worried about going into the postseason. Also, do you want to see the Bears get a win? What did you take away from this team yesterday as uh, they went into – they didn't play a perfect game either. They had a couple of couple of missteps along the way. I think what we've seen, though, is the metamorphosis of a team that can overcome its own ineptitude at times. When you start to get into the vein of worry and you – see missteps by this team, such as when they put the ball on the ground and they give up points and things, say, on that opening drive when everybody was screaming everything. Except, by the way, the uh, for those of you that's looked at the opening drive and were like, same old Packers, this defense sucks, and then all the other comments that were made, I said at the time, it's one drive and the Packers haven't even touched a football yet. Give it a minute. So think about this. Since the Packers lost to Indiana, Indianapolis, the Colts, they gave up 31 or 34, excuse me. Since then, they beat the, the Bears 41-25, Philadelphia 30-16, 31-24 to the Lions, 24-16 to the Panthers, 40-14 to the Titans, and 35-16 to the Bears. The, the last time they gave up more than 30 points was November 22nd, week 11. They haven't given up more than 25 points since then, and they only did that once. I mean, they've given up 16, 14, 14, 16, 24, 16, 14, and 16 in the last five games. Do you start to believe in this defense and their ability? Yeah, they're going to give up time of possession they gave up yesterday, big time. But they still got stops because the Bears were kicking field goals while the Packers, they were uh, they were putting the ball in the end zone. Are you more of a believer in this defense now as well? 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. 35-16. The Packers get a win. They are the top dog in the NFC. And we're talking about it all day today on the program. Got a lot of good stuff coming up today, too. Uh, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Also hear from Aaron Rodgers. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Going to stop by and break down the film and what he saw yesterday and moving forward. And then our uh, Green and Gold Insider, Mike Clemens, is going to be here for the last hour of the show today. So we got a lot to, uh, to talk about when it comes to the postseason. But the biggest keys, the takeaway that you had from yesterday's win over the Bears was what? By the way, Matt LaFleur, 26-6 and in the regular season in his first two years with the Green Bay Packers. That's like unheard of. 26-6. and Went to an NFC Championship game last year. Destination unknown this year. 855-830-8648. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and get into your phone calls and your thoughts. Give me your thoughts as the Green Bay Packers reign supreme in the NFC. They've got a bye week now. Concerns? Any? Bring them up. 855-830-8648. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Bears coming with the blitz. Rodgers sees it, floats it down the middle, and is caught. Valdez Scantling going to go all the way. Touchdown, Green Bay. 72 yards. the final. The Packers get a win. They go to 13-3, and now they have the bye week. 
The number one concern, the number one concern, Bailey, listening to us in Viroqua, says, my number one concern is guys go out and somebody contracts the coronavirus and then all of a sudden the team cannot perform in two weeks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talked about that after the game. We're going to hear more from Aaron Rodgers coming up. But that's the one thing is, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to remind guys, hey, you can't go out. There's no party in here. You can't go out and party. You can't take a, a vacation and start traveling. Or right? you, you, you got to hang home. You got to lay low, do your work, get in and get your body ready. You know, maybe hit the weight room, do a few things, just kind of revitalize yourself, whatever it takes. But yeah, don't don't get stupid. You can't. It's too much riding on it now. You're in an unbelievable year right now. Can't. Completely 100% agree with you. And thanks for listening to us on our fine affiliate out there in uh, in, in Viroqua. 855-830-8648. Um, this one's from Jesse. Jesse says, my number one concern is still the special teams. They don't look much better. That kickoff was pathetic. Uh, and then the stupid challenge to open the game. I've never seen anything like that before. I The, the challenge, I, the way the rule is written, so many people are asking about this, so I, I want to go over this real quick. If you have a kickoff that takes you out of bounds and the ball, even though the ball remains in bounds, if the kickoff takes you out of bounds, then the kickoff, wherever it is touched as the player exits the playing field, would that's kind of where the ball would have ended up because it took you out of bounds. So you're trying to eliminate the re- – you're trying to cut off half the field, okay, for the return man, Cordell Patterson. You're trying to take that field away. So, and some say that he was trained to do that. I'm sure he was. Randall Cobb has done it before. We've seen him do it. We've seen certain players do that where they catch it on the, almost on the sideline and they'll take that step out of bounds and then it's out of bounds if they don't control the ball. If you control the ball and you catch it in bounds, okay, and then step out, you're, you're, it's out where you're out. That's where the ball is downed. But if you have a foot outside of the playing surface – and then you take the punt, or the, or you take the catch, I should say. Then it's it's considered not making it to the end zone, and therefore out of bounds. That's the reason you get it at the forty. If that ball carries you out of bounds, that's why you don't catch it in bounds. That's why you try to touch simultaneously or touch out of bounds first, and then actually take possession of the ball with say one foot out of bounds, because then it's considered a, a kickoff that never made it. Uh, to the end zone, and in essence went out of bounds, therefore it, it would have bounded out of bounds, therefore you you know, you know understand what I'm saying. But that's kind of what it is. Uh, the challenge, I, I don't know why you challenge that, I, unless something upstairs, somebody upstairs were, was yelling into his ear saying, no, you got to challenge, got to challenge. I don't know why you would challenge that because it wasn't clear and evidentiary that it was going to be overturned. So I, I don't know why you would challenge that. Didn't hurt him. Wasn't like they desperately needed the uh, the timeout, but I don't know why you would challenge that. 
855-830-8648. Let's go to Ken listening to us in Central Ohio on the Radio.com app. Ken, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, I am fine. Calling from your home state of Ohio. It's cold and snowy here, but you know that. We, yeah, well, yes, Bill, I do. Yes, you do. Hey, Bill, just two comments that I'd like your, uh, your uh, feedback on. I love the game. I've been a Packer fan since the mid-60s. Uh, but where was uh, Dylan yesterday? Last week, he looked like an all-pro, something that we Packer fans were waiting on all season. Never got in the game yesterday that I recall. And also about our receiver, St. Brown. Uh, the Notre Dame guy just doesn't seem to fit in. I would be surprised if he's on the roster next year. I love your comments on both. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks. And uh, thanks for listening to us on the Radio.com app in Ohio. Uh, first, uh, when it came to A.J. Dillon, he had a huge game last week. Um, but Jamal Williams was back. You're not going to take the ball out of Aaron Jones's hands to turn it over. You're still going to use A.J. Dillon occasionally. I just think that for right now, um, he's third man on the on the totem pole. I, I may like his upside more than Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams is running hard. And this is his best season by far. And when it comes to not just running the football, but in trusting him. Because here's the problem. If you put A.J. Dillon in and all you do is hand off to A.J. Dillon when he's in there, well, then every time he hits the field, you know it's going to be a run. You know it's going to A.J. Dillon. You're going to key on him. Okay? So you can't put him traditionally in consistently anyway to all these different packages because the guy that you trust more when it comes to picking up blocks, when it comes to knowing the plays, when it because remember when they did run A.J. Dillon, Aaron Rodgers had to put his hands behind his back and kind of point which direction the play was going. Because he's not familiar with it. That's great that you can do that when you're getting a, the kind of win that they had over the uh, Tennessee Titans. But you can't do that come playoff football. If he doesn't know it and they don't trust him, you, you, you can't, he can't learn on the fly in the postseason. Because one mistake can cost you. Okay, So that's part of the reason that A.J. Dillon is not going to see the same amount of time as he did in that game against Tennessee. It was opportunistic. It was good because Williams was down, and then he got more carries. But I don't think you're going to see him nearly as much, only for the fact that you got to be able to trust him picking up blitzes. you got to be able to trust him to know where he's supposed to be for blocks, and, you, and he's got to know the plays. He's got to have it almost down like second nature, unless, of course, he's called upon because of injury. But otherwise, you're not going to take the ball out of Aaron Jones's hands. You're not going to trust and take the ball out of Jamal Williams' hands. So, therefore, A.J. Dillon's going to be the odd man out. So, there you go. Uh, as far as Marquez Valdez-Scantling goes, I saw that yesterday, too, that people said he won't be on the roster next year. I'd be somewhat surprised, to be honest with you. Again, you cannot teach 4-3 speed. You can't. And you've seen him be able to use it time and again. He's come up with some big catches. He's had some solid blocks downfield. He knows the system now. He's getting it. His biggest problem goes back to running after the catch. He takes off before he's actually got the ball in his hands. And that's that's part of his bugaboo. He has mental lapses. So if you have a better option with better speed, yeah, go ahead and take it. But if you don't, chances are he's most likely still going to be on the roster. He's a young, controllable guy, and you're looking for him to kind of break out of this. And it could, I still say you get him involved early, he's a much, much, much better receiver than as opposed to involving him later on in the, in the game. Because I, I believe he's kind of like a Jermichael Finley where you got to get him involved early. Otherwise, he can mentally check out. 
855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Uh, Travis says, great win on the long TD to MVS. Uh, the play clock on the TV was clearly at zero before the snap. There also was another big play that happened as well. Is the clock at the stadium one second different than the TV? Nope. Just missed it. We've seen that before. Seen it before. Just missed it. Uh, ben says Petten has to go. Tell me why. Tell me why. Like I said, they have not given up more than 24 points. They've given up 20 points twice in the last six games. Otherwise, it's been 16, 16, 14, and 16. The defense is starting to play well. Why would you say he has to go? The only thing that I noticed about that defense yesterday was Kevin King on third downs playing 10 yards off the ball and allowing first downs. However, however, you look at that and you say, okay, if he does have that that propensity to get beat or he's on in, in single coverage and you'd rather keep the ball in front of you and live to fight another day versus giving up one over the top, you take uh, take the ball in front of you all day long. I get it. I don't necessarily like it. But also Kevin King is going to receive the majority of targets because Jair Alexander is just playing like just out of his mind. So that's the reason you're going to go with Kevin King a lot more because he's he's your best option if you're an, if you're an offensive team. He's going to have more targets. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. But when you say Petten has to go, tell me why. Tell me why. I'm not saying 100% you got to keep him. What I'm saying is I look at it and say all you wanted to see was this defense get better, right? And they are. They're getting better. So I, I I don't know why you're looking at it saying gotta go because it it's gotten markedly better. When it comes to total yards per play given up, um, the Packers uh, not a top ten defense by any stretch of the imagination. I'll give you that they're seventeenth overall. They're seventeenth overall, but when you look at total yards given up, they're ninth. They're ninth. They're the ninth-ranked defense overall. The ninth-ranked defense overall. Did you know that? I didn't ever think they'd make it to the top ten, but they did. We know their run defense has not been stellar. But their run defense on the season, 13th. 13th. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648, 13th ranked defense against the run. 13 ranked defense against the run, 7th against the pass all season. Those are numbers. Those are real numbers, people. Uh, let's get to the phone calls here real quick. Um, and we got a lot of people on hold, too, and we're going to have Matt LaFleur coming up as well. Andy listening to us in Heartland. Andy, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's up? Hey, Bill. Just wanted to uh, touch base real quick on the whole uh, time clock thing. Yeah. Everybody says it was at zero. 
it did go to zero, but when it was like at zero, he he the the ball was snapped. Now the clock itself should have another decimal point in there because when it hits zero, it's like another half second, and then right. it, and then and then the clock is out. So once it hits zero, doesn't mean that you know it was a you know delay a game. Right. No, I agree with you. I mean, they usually give you that split second. How many times have we seen it where it hits zero and we are screaming at the television when it's against the Packers and it, and they don't give it to us? Same thing. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers kind of gets the, uh, the, uh, the the benefit of the doubt, I guess, might be the best way to put it, too. Yeah, but they should probably put another decimal point in there. <laughs> right. No, I, I would agree with that. Kind of like they have for the shot clock in basketball. Appreciate the yeah, phone exactly. call, Andy. Thanks, buddy. Let's go. Uh, let's do this. We'll t- step away, take a quick break, get some more phone calls. Got uh, also uh, coming up, we got Matt LaFleur. You're going to hear from him as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. First and goal over the middle. Caught for the touchdown by Adams. And the first round by is in reach. And they have it. Packers going to win 35-16. They go to 13-3 on the season. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here momentarily. Don't forget about our friends over there at Quick Trip reminding you what's for dinner. Holidays are done. The cooking is done. Now just relax. Just relax. Enjoy yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? Simple as that. Stop into your local Quick Trip. They have those take-home meals prepared fresh in their kitchen, ready to heat and eat in yours. They have all kinds of different offers. They've even got the pothole pizzas. They've got the fried chicken. They've got the heat and eat meals. They've got so much over at Quick Trip. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. And don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card as well. Uh, before we get to Matt LaFleur real quick, uh, let's get to Eric listening to us in Green Bay on the fan. Eric, how you doing, man? All right. How's it going, Bill? Doing well. What's up? Happy New Year. You too, pal. Um, I thank you very much. Hey, uh, I kind of wanted to. Uh, first of all, I disagree with the guy that said Patton needs to go. Uh, the adjustments that that he has made in the defense are the reason why they went from 28th in in red zone defense to what are they now seventh in the last four or five games. I mean, they really really improved, and also. Uh, Kevin King was bringing it yesterday. I mean, he may play a little bit back off the line. That doesn't, you know, I don't like that either. It seems to me that guys have been getting flagged for pass interference for jamming guys within five yards, which is like, aren't they allowed that? But, man, he was bringing it yesterday. He was laying the wood. And I think he's one of the reasons why the Packers' defense is so good in the in the red zone. The closer you get to the end zone, the better that guy is. And mm-hmm. with Jair playing out of his head like that, they are they are going to be coming to Kevin King a lot. And I think he's up to the task, man. I, I really like these two corners. And uh, Kevin King's size and physicality, I think, is a, is a big plus when you think about receivers out there that are out there like DK Metcalf and stuff like that. Have a great day, Bill. Thanks for taking my right, call, buddy. man. Appreciate it. There you go. He drops off. You get on board. 855-830-8648. Um, this one's from Nick, says, uh, Petten's gone, plays four down linemen, two of which are the Smiths on the edge rush, one backer and dime zone. Why? 
Uh, you're that worried about getting beat over the top? Load the box and shut down Montgomery and make Trubisky play quarterback. He's stubborn in his ways. Montgomery had 22 carries, 69 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. The week before, they shut down Derrick Henry. Henry didn't even get in the end zone and had less than 100 yards. He just ran for 250-plus yesterday. I, that that's, that's stellar. I mean, Montgomery had been rushing for over 100 yards almost per game over the last four or five games. They've been feeding feeding him the ball. What what are you complaining about? I, I that that I don't understand. Unless you just have this Jones for Mike Pettin. And there are times, look, I, I've disagreed with, with certain play calls. I, I get that. But but to complain anything about the run over the last two weeks, you look stupid. Because they've done exactly what they were supposed to do. And even when the uh, the Bears got the turnover, even when the Bears got the turnover, the Packers' defense didn't let them do anything. Held them to a field goal. I mean, the, the, the Bears' drive chart, yes, they had the initial touchdown. After that, they had a punt, field goal when they got the fumble. Then they fumbled away the football. The Packers' defense stood tall. Then went field goal, field goal, turned it over on downs, and an interception. But I don't, I don't know what you want. You know. So I, I, I don't know. I, some people are just going to be, you know, jonesing for, for Mike Patton's job, I guess. But, and like I said, there's been times where I would sit here and say I agree with you. But to look at this in the last couple of weeks and go, he, they were wrong. How can you say that? They gave up a total of 30 points in two games between Tennessee and Chicago. A total of 30 points. Two of the better run games coming into those games. Top scoring offense in the league was Tennessee. I don't know. Uh, yesterday, Matt LaFleur talks about, first and foremost, after the game, they wanted him to do a little dance, make a little love type of thing. I don't know if you can call it that, but uh, I told I was telling Jamal that you know we take care of business. I'll, I'll bust out a few moves now. They're not very good, but um, I've never been known for my dancing ability. But uh, he inspires me on a daily basis. Just how he brings it every day in practice on the on the, on the field. Um, and so I've been. I told him he's got to, he's got to teach me a few moves. Then uh, he was asked about uh, when the game he felt was going to be decided. He said, look, uh, in that red zone, uh, you know, when, uh, when, when they got that stop on that fourth down big time. No, absolutely. Anytime you hold somebody to one, one for five in that area um, and then you're scoring touchdowns, you know, that, that typically makes the difference. That was, a, that was a strange game to only come out of it with 44 offensive plays or whatever it was. Um, you know, I think we had like seven legitimate drives on offense. There was just, you know, give credit to the Bears. They did a great job offensively, just taking what our defense gave them. And they were, they, there wasn't like we were giving up explosive plays. They just were getting in a consistent uh, gains and getting into third and manageable or fourth down and manageable situations. And they were converting. So, but uh, it, it was really encouraging to see our guys when we had to, you know, kind of, 
backs up against the wall in the red zone, uh, comes through and makes some plays. And that's what it's going to take moving forward. And, and just playing complementary football is so important. He talks about uh, game planning uh, for the uh, weekend, obviously, once David Bakhtiari went down and talks about how important Bakhtiari is and was to that team. I, I mean, Dave is so much for not only the offense, but for this football team. Just he is a pro's pro, and he is self-made, a guy that, uh, you know, you're talking about, was he a fourth-round draft pick or whatever, and um, just becoming, in my opinion, the best left tackle in football. Um, anytime you lose that, that, that is a big loss for your team. And he just – he's – he, he just everything he does exemplifies what it is to be a pro. Uh, just the work he puts in in the off season, how he approaches approaches everything on a daily basis. And but we're we're very very fortunate to have guys like Billy Turner and Rick Wagner and Runyon and guys that can step in and and pick up the slack. So. Um, although we'll miss them, I, I, we have a lot of confidence in the guys that we have in that locker room that we can still accomplish what we need to. Uh, we can, it doesn't really necessarily change what we, how we game plan or, or how we approach each and every game because of, of the versatility and flexibility and depth that we have in the O-line room. And I've said it numerous times. I think Adam Stenovich does a hell of a job getting our guys prepared to play each and every week. Then uh, what was going through his mind? Going back to the defense, okay, here's for all of you that have the uh, the finger pointing for the defense, what was going through his mind on that fifth, fourth, and one when his defense got the stop and also how he feels about his defense heading into the postseason? I couldn't even tell you. Um, you know, I, I, any time that you see teams convert in those situations, yeah, it does get frustrating and they were putting together long drives and credit to them I thought they had a good good game plan I thought they put their players in position to have success and um, you know but credit to our defense as well in terms of just there was a little bit of bend there but there was no break anytime you hold a team to 16 points in this league I think that's a pretty good day so um, you know we're we know that it's never going to be perfect and there, there's always room for improvement, and we'll look at the tape and, and try to find ways to continue to get better. Um, but I, I, the one thing I'm really proud of our defense is we've challenged them in terms of running to the football, getting multiple hats at the point of attack, and I think our guys have answered that. They're playing with more energy, more emotion, uh, playing together, really focused on doing their, their 111th, doing their job. At, at the best of their ability. And so that's something we'll continue to stress. And I, I think our guys have really improved in that in that regard. So there you go. His thoughts on the defense uh, and, uh, you know, kind of how guys are, are playing it out. Real quick, uh, he wanted to know how big of the play was that uh, Shannon Sullivan on fourth and one. Yeah, you know, um, they, they try to sprint out to the right. And it's funny because, you know, with these – empty stadiums you can hear everything that's being said out there so I, I heard a lot of guys on the sidelines calling it out um, but our, our guys on the field I don't know if he knew it was coming but he made a hell of a play and those are the types of plays that we're going to need from him moving forward I love Sully just everything he's about again the work ethic um, you know just 
how he competes on a daily basis. Uh, and that was a big-time play and a big-time moment. No doubt. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Got more emails and phone calls to get to. Also, one team today waking up just pissed off. And I think they have a right to. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers with a 35-16 win over the Bears at Soldier Field. Now, Chicago dominated the time of possession. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. That was a strange game to only come out of it with 44 offensive plays. You know, I think we had like seven legitimate drives on offense. Even though the Bears lost, they found out they're headed to New Orleans for the wild card round thanks to Arizona losing. Matt Nagy. You know, being in that locker room afterwards, this is my first time where you lose a game, but yet you, you, you find out that you're that you're in. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams had six catches and one touchdown, enough to set a new franchise record for the most receptions in a season, surpassing Sterling Sharp. Feels good, man. Feels good. Um, I would have been happy regardless uh, just getting this by getting being able to move into here uh, having everything go through Lambeau putting in a lot of hard work and you know I've come up short of a few different things in my career so it feels good to be able to achieve that Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers I'll tell you what I told Tay in the locker room I said 13 and a half games and you just had the greatest season of a Packer receiver in history and it got me emotional gets me emotional in this moment that's Aaron Rodgers I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show is on the air. We are glad you are here. Don't forget, tomorrow on the program, Double D, Donald Driver is going to be here. We're going to chat with him, talk about his experience as uh, they were rolling to the postseason. Kind of in comparison to this year. And when he went down, Jermichael Finley went down. Charles Woodson went down. Nick Barnett went down. They just kept losing players. What that's like, and uh, how you overcome it. How you overcome it. So we'll get into that discussion. By the way, for those that are screaming about the Packers, you got to score 30 or 40 points to win. Uh, over the last seven games, over the last seven games, the Packers' defense, on average, is giving up 18.7 points per game. Let me say that again for you. For all the complaining, and I, look, I'm not saying that this is a defense that's world beaters. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Not at all. I understand where people are at because you do have that trepidation about the defense being the Achilles heel. I understand that. But you got to at least give props where props are due. Over the last seven games, seven games, They've given up 18.7 points per game. I mean, you, 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 that's that's undeniable. That's a fact. The eyeball test will tell you, yeah, they don't get off the field enough. Third down percentage is high. You know, teams that are really, really good can beat them. But 
you know, they beat Tennessee. And until yesterday, the Bears ended the season at 500. The Bears were a winning team, and they were on a little bit of a roll, right? They had the game against Indianapolis even after three turnovers. They tied it back up. It was another turnover that cost them four turnovers. You're not going to win many games. So that game was in with uh, was within reach. Speaking of things within reach, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You have got to, the New York Giants waking up today just mad as hell at Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson um, decides not to play Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts, he pulls third quarter, puts in the backup to the backup to the backup, says he's playing to win, and he needed to get his guy experience because he'd been there four years. I... I he wasn't playing to win. He had conceded for whatever reason at that point. Why you would do that instead of try to get your guy in, you know, Jalen Hurts is your cat. That's the guy you're going to – that's your future. Put him in a situation where he has to win a game, last game of the season. You need that drive against a team fighting for postseason position. Why would you not leave him in? So Doug Peterson is in – I'll say the doghouse with a lot of teams. I mean, specifically the Giants, yes. Because had the Eagles won that game, the Giants would be in the postseason instead of the Washington football team. But how in the world do you do that? Do you make that play? He lost a lot of respect last night from a lot of people. From a lot of people. I mean, there was – the pundits were screaming. You know, the national media was screaming. Other coaches apparently were screaming last night. There's been some hirings, and I shouldn't say hirings, there's been firings today. We'll get into that discussion. The Chargers have parted away. By the way, uh, it was expected. The Cincinnati Bengals, they kept Zach Taylor as their head coach. Nothing like uh, paying for ineptitude, which is what they've done for years and years and years. But uh, the Chargers have let go of their head coach. There's a lot of different jobs that are out there. We'll go over all of that coming up here in a little bit as well. But yesterday... What'd you take away from yesterday? We'll be back at it. Coming up next to the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.